Welcome back to the Novice Elitists. It's been a long time since we've been on our DC retrospective, but here we are back again. Sorry to all who wanted to listen to us talk about this sort of stuff, but we are back. Um, this time dealing with the comic first before we go into our movie talk of the adaptation of this. Loosely, I'd say. Yeah, the last of our uh, last of our Justice League retrospective. It's been going on for a real long time. Well, for, for now at least. For now, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so Tower of Babel. So you were the one that spearheaded... Uh, or was a championing champ champion. Oh fuck. I can't, why can't I say that right now? You were the one who wanted to, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) you're the one who wanted to redo the comic. I think I originally asked, like, do you think this is one that we should just skip, just cover the movie? What, what what made you want to cover this one? Ah, it's just that it's an adaptation and most of those movies are, or yeah, most of those OVAs are based off of a comic. So I thought, well, I mean, let's look at the, we looked at, uh, two Earths, or Earth 2, excuse me, uh, for Crisis on Two Earths, and we read the New Frontier as well for the New Frontier, so I was like, I mean, don't want to be a broken record, but uh, what's that What's that old saying about patterns? If it if it ain't broke, don't fix it, or I don't no, know. No, it's like, uh, once is an accident, twice is a pattern, or something mm. like that. I don't, I don't remember what it's called. No, yeah, that's fair. And I, and I was happy to read this, so I'm very glad that we ended up doing it. So hopefully. Yes. Now, what we're going to do is, I don't even know, because we kind of have a schedule. We, I don't, I don't want to say that, but. Yeah, a little bit of a time crunch. But I think we can still go through this with our usual, um, like, basically page by page type of thing. Yes. Just maybe not the old uh, panel by panel. <laughs> uh, no, we're not going to go panel by panel, but very loosely so um how can you read this how can you buy this well i i i I think this is like its own book even though it's Mm -hmm. an arc set like smack dab in the middle of like the jla run from 1997 to 2005 or three whatever it was six six thank you and so i have no idea if they put this separately maybe i'd be so funny if i because i i haven't reading some of these on the comics i'll do there right that'd be so funny if i came up to earth too i'm like oh so that's where this was oh that'd be funny i think that one actually wasn't i can't remember it's been a while since we did that but it was yeah i think i remember it was like a mini series or something it's almost like a one shot i I don't know what it would have fit in this perfectly i don't see why it couldn't have been done in this but you know whatever Hmm. no but speaking of that uh 97 to 2006 run this this one here is a little bit of an end of the end of an era tower of babel because howard porter who had been doing the art basically ever since this this run started i think he had a couple little patches where he took some breaks but he was the main artist on the book and that ended with this tower of babel so interesting i did not know that or i did not pay attention to that at least because the art kind of goes here and there sometimes yeah, that's fair. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is right there. Yeah, and I guess since I'm just quickly doing this little bit of background, yeah, this Tower of Babel arc was also essentially Mark Wade's kind of introduction, taking over the book. Like, he did a couple scattered little, like, one-off issues here or there, but it was mainly a Morrison book until issue 41, and then Mark Wade just takes takes over for a little bit here. Right. Basically starting with this arc, but... I think that's all the background that I've got. So if you got anything else, uh, we can just jump right in. Let's jump right in, guys.
uh, yes, you have you can have your physical copies or you can have your digital copies as we have on the Comixology or DC Universe. Is it online or something else? Oh yeah, I forgot all about that. Yeah, man, I wish I was here in Canada. That'd be great. <laughs> oh yeah, that that actually would be awesome. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be totally great. Same with mm-hmm. um, Marvel Unlimited, or is that already up here? Uh, that one's already up here. Yeah. Okay. It is what it is. Now let's begin. Let's 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 move on. So we start off this book. I again, the nice thing about uh, JLA ninety seven to 06 is that the, the good and the bad is that they don't have these these. There's there's not too many like I don't say recurring arcs, but like once like an arc is finished, it doesn't seem to like for good and bad reasons, it doesn't spill over to the next one. Mm. Uh, so this was just coming off of World War Three, which I did not read, but I saw that it was that's what came before this. So I was like, actually, there oh, might really? have been an Adam Adam story beforehand. Excuse me, the Atom story. Oh, cool! Because I bought a the volume that I'm reading with this is just like the fourth volume of of this run, just in general. So I guess I must have that World War Three uh, in here. That's cool. I got to check. That yeah, out. It's, uh, I have the same thing. I bought the first four volumes of this. Oh, nice. And this was uh, this was released. Sorry, this stupid background stuff forgot to mention. This was released like between first of all, this is issues forty three to forty six, and it was released between July and October of two thousand. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Anyway, beginning. So we have. Yeah, we start off in Asia at the Himalayan oh, retreat, golly, retreat yeah. of Razal Ghul. Yeah. Yes. Uh, throwing the book. Yeah, Grumpy Al Ghul. <laughs> Grumpy Al Ghul. Um, <laughs> throwing the book of evolution and ethics by Huxley. I gotta read that at some point. <laughs> and he's basically annoyed at his, uh, I guess, either handler or one of his servants. I have no idea. I think it's a handler feeding a tiger. Or, or sorry, sorry, an animal chocolate. Yeah, poor Ra's Al Ghul. This whole arc, he's just surrounded by idiots. Oof, mean, he <laughs> certainly is. That was the unfortunate part. Yes, he this this handler had uh, fed this uh, this here small little baby tiger. I mean, it wasn't exactly. It was a ancient tiger, if I recall. Lost of the line. I'm trying to remember what that was. Yeah, uh, J- Javan tiger. I think it's maybe Haven tiger. That's that's probably it. I meant to look these up. I meant to look almost all these uh, <laughs> extinct creatures up, but I didn't have time. Sorry, I interrupted you, sir. What are you gonna say? Oh yeah, he fed the poor little guy chocolate, and now he's all corpsed out. So, I think basically Roz is gonna corpse the dude out too. I don't know if he's just gonna like put him in like a cell for punishment, or if he's down the drain. Well, what what does it say here? It says, uh, "Show him the same kindness." So, I guess I I took it as he's gonna feed him chocolate over and over until he dies. Yeah, that's. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Drown him in like a chocolate like uh, fondue tank or something. But basically, to, not to skip some pages, but it, basically we have a setup of, of Roz once again trying to take over the world, and we get some of that good old, nowadays, I guess, standard ecological terrorist talk of like, you know, the humans are bad, and we have to call the population, and we're going to do it, we're going to do it this way. So it's like, all right, Roz, what do you got for us this week? Yep, basically, yep. Yeah, I was trying to think of some of the other ones that did this. I mean, of course, there's Godzilla, King of the Monsters, but yep, I was trying to think of the MCU, but I, nothing was coming to mind. But I'm, I'm sure I mean, 
I guess the big man himself, Thanos, was um, a mm. population control person. So you know, trying to call the population. That's that's why. So yeah, no wonder I didn't think of it because I never think about that. Arc, no, I, that's. I mean, that's again. I know that's not Thanos, but I like that characterization of of that character. I'll say that. Yeah, me too. Me too. I just never. I never think about those two movies for whatever reason. That's fair. I, mean, I only. I only think of that first movie, and it's like, ah, the first movie was pretty good. It'll probably that sequel make it make it or break it. Yeah, that's that's fair. Speaking of breaking, um, we next see uh, Master Bruce Wayne uh, doing his usual visits to his parents' grave sites, uh, only to find that, um, well, entire uh, site has been completely uh, unearthed and dug out. Yeah, the beginning of a very sinister plot by Ra's al Ghul here, and starting with a very ugly uh, note. Yes. Attacking him right where it hurts, and that's going to be this whole plot. Attack these guys right where they can, uh, or where their weaknesses are. Kicking it right where uh, they're going to feel it, which was, ah, that's not nice, but anyway. But jumping onto the next page, we again see just a instant assault as uh, the Martian Manhunter is just flying around. I'm not sure what he's up to, but, you know, I'm sure he's doing something. Patrolling, I'm just going to assume. And Talia al Ghul shows up and fires off a blast of these little nanite bots. And they cover all over all of his skin, which leads to a pretty cool sequence with Wonder Woman Flash. But before we jump into the sequence, what do you think of the art of Wonder Woman Flash on this page? I'm not sure what the number is here. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at this page right here. This is page number, for reference, 281, at least on our, you know, our copies that we're looking at. Mm. Uh, could be different for every, if somebody bought this single. And there is, on Comixology, they did just release the Tower of Babel arc oh, uh, cool. in, in itself. So, like, you could go for that one. But we're basically, you know, we're in Germany's Black Forest. Uh, and we see one woman and Flash basically punching trees to either stop the spread of the fire or they're, oh yeah, because they're trying to make a backfire. That's right. They're trying to basically like clear cut the forest so that like the other parts of the already existing fire doesn't reach the rest of the forest. Again, yeah. kind of similar to a uh, certain plot we uh, dealt with, well, not a plot, but a similar plot we dealt with in a uh, in our other channel a few weeks back. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but I want to, to point out, I like the, the shot of the flash. How he's almost like just like vibrating through things as he moves. I like the little lines they put around him. Looks like he's diving in a way. That's that's at least that's what the art's trying to go for. Like he's diving through. But yeah, he's he's always constantly vibrating, like just trying to vibrate through things and just smash them. Yeah, I thought it was well realized in the art there. But yeah, the the then they find the source of the flames, which is a nude, uh, you know, human torch flying around. Yeah, I guess knockoff human torch here is. is flamed on i guess yep by the way i like uh i like some of the facial expressions that we get in some of these panels here i have to i have to make mention not even mention but um off off uh record he's uh caleb here is not a big fan of dc art from the 90s now this is obviously the 2000s so i can't state that but uh what do you think of some of the art in the other uh previous uh i guess volumes and or uh stories uh, I didn't care for the Earth Two art very much. There was there was some really good. Yeah, ones. you weren't a fan of Frank Quietly there. Yeah, there were some beautiful panels, but just overall, I I thought it was a little bit off. But of course, I mean the New Frontier. I mean that's just a whole other level. But I do like the art here. I think it's okay. Okay. 
Yeah, the facial expressions I was I was surprised by. There was a lot of depth to them. I I, I enjoyed them, uh, mm-hmm. especially of course when you know Diana all of a sudden just like I'll race you. I'm like you're on. I'm like that's. <laughs> I, I still I I don't understand why they don't have comic book writers come in and actually do scripts. Like that's for for movies. Like uh, just work with like another you know screenwriter. Not that they can't do that already, but like you know just team format. I don't know. Just makes sense. Who knows. And then, like, like I want to see a Grant Morrison script on on a um, on a Justice League movie or Mark Wade script or something like you know what I mean? Yeah, and I mean, in in the at least the early Marvel movies, you'd always see little credits where it's like thanks to them, and they would have like some involvement, but I feel like it was more like consultant stuff. But yeah, they should bring him in just to like punch up the scripts a little bit with that. Kind I of mean, stuff. the closest to that, I think I I'll probably be wrong on this, but the closest to that was. Was it either Kyle Craig or Christopher Yost wrote uh, Thor: The Dark World? Which, of course, everyone's gonna be like, "Well, that's not saying much." Wow, I didn't, uh, I didn't realize that. Hmm. Or at least co-wrote uh, part of it, or maybe it was exclusive producer. I don't remember. And they wrote with uh, Thor, I think, on some of those issues. I don't, I don't remember. But anyway, well, in the in the next page, where like you know they're racing and they see the fire being and. Diana hucks a tree at him or throws a tree at him. I I can't tell whether or not oh I see, okay. So she says, Flash look out, and then he I guess she like he was using him as a baseball, uh, if that makes sense. Yeah, I was a little bit confused by it too. I'm I'm still trying to figure out exactly what happened there. So he so Flame Guy grabs the tree from Diana, and then I guess Flash is circling around him, and then he uh, swings at him like a baseball bat. Mm. Yeah, I can see that now. That's what it is, and that's a pretty goofy face. But again, yeah, the proportions seem right. Mm-hmm. Oh, but it's yeah during this little kerfuffle here that they realize the source of this human torch fella, and it's poor Martian Manhunter. All his skin's all messed up. And uh, how do they do that? By spinning, of course. Yeah, that's a good trick. Yeah, let's try. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah, poor. Old, yeah, he's he's looking pretty crusty. I'll say that. Yep. Oh, but then we jump to another little bit of assault here. This one's going to take a little bit longer than that previous one, but yeah. we jump over to the United Nations. And now, how do you say this name here for one of these? Because there's these two nations that are having a bit of a conflict, and the Atlanteans are kind of being mediators. Which is pretty cool. I'll say that. That's, that's pretty nice. So there's... Yeah, I thought that was really cool, too. It's 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 the Turkish government against the... Yeah, that's the one I don't know how to say. Repasta? I'm I'm just gonna say Afghanistan because that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they felt the need to make a fictional one. <laughs> it's weird because they did they clearly did Turkey, but then they just said like, no, let's not do uh, Afghanistan or is Afghanistan right next to Turkey? I probably should look that up. I'm not sure where how close it is to Turkey. I think fairly close, but off offhand, I don't know, folks. I'm sorry. You know what? I'm just gonna look that up right now. <laughs> but yeah, I'm assuming they went with a with a fictional one because they didn't want to step on any toes politically. Oh, certainly not. Like, yeah, no, I I understand why. Yeah, like I can't. I I fully understand. Like, and every Marvel DC they do this all the time. It's not like oh yeah, they, nobody does do that. Like, I think only Image gets away with that. Well, but I like um I like the shape that um Plastic Man's in as he comes through the the ceiling there. 
Yes, no, that's like almost almost like a weird egg or something. <laughs> I think he was supposed to like be parachuting, or I, I thought he was gonna curl up in a ball, or maybe he's like gonna start to shift into a trampoline. Even though we see him there, yeah, and I like the big grin on his face when he's in the the trampoline form. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what um how DC live action portrays him like that if he's ever in the movies. Oh, it's gonna be weird if he shows up in the movies. That's gonna be real real strange, but yeah. Yeah, I'll just comment on Plastic Man. I never liked him as a kid for whatever reason. I just I always found him really off-putting. Same with Mr. Fantastic. But there's something about the the suit and the sense of humor. But I don't know. As I've gotten older, I've, I've come to appreciate him more. I want to actually just comment. It's kind of funny. I never realized that um, it was actually this run of Justice League that I had the most reading exposure of. It was just all the later stuff. Um... So it was like maybe some of the Kelly and then some of the, the people who came after Kelly. Cause I think after Joe Kelly left the book, it became just kind of like a catch all and there was no real steady person working on it. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I even went through my comics and I found some old issues from like 2002, 2006. So I was picking them up occasionally from this, from this era, but oh, there you go. So I was, was completely wrong. Uh, Turkey and Afghanistan are freaking three-ish countries apart. You have mm-hmm. Iraq, like smack dab in between. There's, well, there's Armenia as well. Forgot about that. There's Georgia. There's Azer. Yeah, Azerbaijan. Yeah, thank you. There's Turkmenistan as well. There's Uzbekistan. So it's just made up country because we really don't want to pull too many on. Oh, there's Syria as well. Uh, we don't want to step on too many toes. Mm we can only do so much unfortunately yeah what do you think of the banter between uh aquaman and plastic man here because they're doing a little team i guess aquaman was showing up to i guess he was on his way to come and mediate and then on his travels they got attacked that's what happened here right yes and the, the attackers are just standard foot soldiers guy who looks like he's a blue collared worker i guess i have no idea <laughs> Very, very weird. Yeah, and they've got a very specialized form of attack for these two here. Very interesting. Yes. Yeah, they freeze Plastic Man down to uh, basically to the point that they could shatter him if, if he like, falls somewhere, if they hit him. Yes. I don't think they make clear right away what Aquaman's uh, weakness was here, but... Oh, actually, I guess they do on the next page. They do, they, they go right into that in the next page, but um, give it a second, though, for a second. Sure. We sort of saw... The fact that elasticity based powers are, what is it? Uh, and and it, not even that. Like two thousand freaking T two itself shows us that uh, elasticity is just v- completely vulnerable to ice uh, mm-hmm. and freezing and cold temperatures. We saw that in T two. We also saw that in the Incredibles two, um, where the main bad guy and that has Mrs. or sorry, Elastigirl, um, in a freezer basically or a uh, container of mm-hmm. cold. And she's just completely like frozen and can't move or else she's going to like, you know, hurt herself even more if that makes any sense. But this is certainly uh, to the point and it's pretty obvious. I'll say that like that's certainly how you get the job done. Yeah. So then we have, what is it? Then we're back on the watchtower and we have a big old monologue of, you know, what happened and how we see Martian Manhunter in the, in the tube there in the uh, Empire Strikes Back tube or back yeah, to tank. Back to tank. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, what's his name? We see Flash reconstructing all of Plastic Man back together. That's insane and would take a lot of time. 
Yeah, and he says it's pretty nasty too. So, ugh. and we also see that Aquaman is still like hip, not himself, but he, he hasn't changed. Well, except for the fact that he's now afraid of water. Yeah, fear toxin. They say has uh, made him absolutely terrified of water. Hmm. Yes, it perhaps goes into uh, the origin of this. We'll, we'll mm, see. It could yes. be a bunch of Gotham. Uh, faced criminals finally mm. deciding, hey, we can take the Justice League down by doing do you doing this? Who knows? Yeah, maybe it's uh, maybe it's Scarecrow. He showed up. Exactly. Oh my goodness! Uh, if you look at the page where Superman's is talking to Batman, then Batman's just doing that insane possible like double kick to those two guys upside yeah. down double kick. Excuse me. In the <laughs> helicopter, if you look at the helicopter, Raza Ghoul's face is right there. Yeah, I was looking at that. <laughs> it's so funny looking. It's insane. Oh, why did they put that there? <laughs> Oh, and also I just realized Batman in that in that all it has same helicopter shot looks to be wearing he's not wearing the uh cape, which is, you know, a little weird sometimes. Yeah, he's got a jacket on. He's yeah. got a jacket on, and then in the next panel he's got the cape on again. I'm like, what the hey, that was a quick switch. The kick one? No, he's got the jacket on there too. You can see like the little uh the line where you'd have um a zipper. Oh no, I mean the next page. Oh, oh. Oh yeah, wow, not the next that's... panel, you're right. Sorry, yeah. Oh yeah, that's a definitely a fuck up. Wow! All of all, it's like he's in, he's inside the copter. So between like him getting inside the copter and then going straight for the cockpit, which is probably not that far. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Like, given like two meters, maybe he just kicked like he, he all of a sudden got his back cape out for some reason. That's that's weird. Yeah, and yeah, that is really bizarre. But we should talk a little bit about what Batman's doing here, because he's basically cutting the team out, doesn't tell him what he's up to. But I think this is a hint right away that he knew that his computers were hacked and he was trying to stop this plan before it could uh, expose him. That's true. It's uh, something has happened. Um, and he's also, of course, emotionally charged because, well, you know, his parents' grades are missing. So that's mm-hmm. not the best, of course. So he's, yep. he's kind of, you know, he's he's kind of not in the of sound mind right now. That's fair. For for obvious reasons. And so then the rest of the team, uh, Flash, Wonder Woman, and Superman, the only remaining ones, just leave everybody on the watchtower. And they also throw a line. I forget who it was. Uh, I think it was like right in the beginning. They, they threw a line of how I think, was it Steel and mm. uh, Oracle are like on leave or something like that. They're off, off, um, off duty. So that's why like wade um covers his bases of like oh why aren't why isn't somebody watching these guys yeah it said they're on like it seemed like almost like a little more than temporary leave like they kind of dissociated themselves from justice league yeah there must have been some sort of plot going on yeah world war three must have still uh those aftershocks are still maybe uh continuing on who knows well but i love that we get a little bit of a detour here to the daily planet which is nice Nice to see it in this era. The computer's there. <laughs> Still the old, uh, like, two-box computers. The old two-box. Um, sorry, before, the, I know you skipped the, the page of just basically, like, you know, we, we, where we first see, like, the actual eponymous tower itself. Oh, yes. Yeah, sorry, I just wanted to bring that up, is that we, we actually see that w- what this whole thing is about, and we will eventually come to about it. Yes, the, first we see Clark, which I didn't even realize he's now the foreign correspondent, which, mm-hmm. where is... Um, Oh, Madrid, that's where he's supposed to be. He's supposed yeah. to be in Spain, or is that Portugal? I forget now. Oh, crap. I think it's Spain, but I, I could be wrong. I, I don't have any clue. 
Hang on, hang on. I gotta, I gotta make sure this is. Yep, uh, capital and most populous city of Spain. There we go. Yeah, and I think this is a great reveal for the the kind of uh, conceit for this arc here. Not only is the arc just great of the big panel panel for the newspaper, but Clark's face at the bottom of it, kind of bleeding <laughs> into the panel. Yeah, I just think that looks great. His eyes are a little weird, and his face and expressions is a little weird. But I <laughs> I see what you you mean though. The the expression itself of shock is is there, which is nice. Um, and this is one thing that a lot of people don't, I think, talk about for this book. They only know this book for the fact of uh, how the league is defeated and or how they're they're held, basically. As not to spoil anything, um, but we forget about the whole Tower of Babel plot. Yeah, I didn't know anything about this book, so I, I didn't know how that was going to come in or if it was just some sort of reference in some other way. But I really appreciate this conceit. I think it's a really cool idea. Yeah, and at first I thought it was only going to be Superman or yeah, Clark Kent who, like the Justice League are the only ones who see um, everything and they're like labels crazy. No, it's everybody else. Everybody's all of a sudden like, um, this makes so no sense. Yeah, he looks out the window and already chaos has started because people are just in like, whoa, what, what just happened? People are standing in the streets. It's all babble. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, who is it? Is it is it uh, Wally and is that Wonder Woman? Yes. So I thought for some <laughs> odd reason I thought so. Yeah, that's Wally West, and I thought and Diana Prince, but I thought it was um, oh, what's her name? I thought it was Linda Park, his wife, for some reason because Linda Park is has black hair. So I was like, oh, it's Linda Park with him. That's pretty cool that we have his wife here with him. But no, it's Diana and. I, I was, I was just taking back. She's wearing a hoodie. I'm like, that seems weird, but I, I don't know. Yeah. It's the 90s, so why not? Yeah, that, that's what caught me off guard. I was like, wait, who is that for a little bit until she had that Greek reference there? Yes, I I had to double take twice, I think, before the, I went to the next page. I was like, oh, that's that's what they mean. Um, by the way, they also go to your apartment. My Oh, my. Yeah, my old building with the. <laughs> I can see that. You're, not your old building, like the the fact that they're in an apartment complex with a uh, above a coffee shop. Oh, I thought you meant with the the yellow walls, but yeah, <laughs> I mean both, I guess. Yeah, and they uh they're heading over to meet Kyle Rayner, our old buddy, returning on the podcast after uh was he in? Yeah, he was in Earth Two, and he was in that Superman episode that we watched as well. Yes, in Brightest Day. Yeah, so there he is again, and he's uh in a bad way. I mean. With a great one-page uh, big panel, I don't know what to call those. <laughs> not a, not even a one-page spread. Just I guess a one-page. I guess that. Yeah, I'm not good with my comic terms. I'm sorry. Yeah, I guess just one page is yeah what you'd call it. But yeah, it's a, it's a good image. I think very uh, arresting. Yeah, certainly haunting as well. Of just like all of a sudden he you know, just no iris and all and or retinas. It's like oh what the hey happened here? Yeah, but speaking about incontinuities within a within the art. We we do see him with his irises and stuff throughout the book. This is the only panel where we see him like this. So. Yes, you're absolutely right. I was gonna I forgot about that. Yes, all <laughs> of a sudden, like, and you would think that it'd be easier to not draw the irises in, but no, they still draw it in unless that's hinting at the ending or at least the the revelation. Excuse me uh, about like his condition. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm assuming that's why they they did it that way later on. But yeah, it doesn't really make complete sense doing it this way here but it's still a great panel or pa- page i should say panel. yeah it certainly is 
Uh, and then we get, oh, I guess we can probably skip these cool little cover art stuff, but th this is really cool with Batman pulling the strings. There are a lot of strings, not on the Batman, but on all the other League members. And it's all the League members of the current book and who are the players in this piece, at least. Uh, mm -hmm. As the other three are disposed of and or neutralized. Yeah, but jumping into the issue 44, we see that the chaos is really set in now. Yep. Ra's al Ghul is looking pretty happy about his plans uh, going over. Like, it's not happy. I, he doesn't strike me as a villain who's like, you know, cheerfully uh, watching the demise of all these people. He just kind of feels like this is what has to happen. People need to be called. <laughs> he takes in all uh, the, I guess, horror and chaos and just laughs at it. Like, he doesn't he had to have a maniacal laugh or anything like that. He's just like trying to be efficient with that stuff. Yeah, more more detached. More like Batman in that way with uh, Batman's detachment, in the, at least in certain... That's certainly the point, but... I, I certainly like the idea of what's happened, how, you know, the New York Stock Exchange is, is just, you know, gone. Um, the world economy is about to collapse. I like that's already already happening nowadays. Small th uh, thing in Colombia where, like, you know, small little trespassing in a gang territory turns into a shootout. Yeah, my favorite one's the hospital one. I'm not sure if that's coming up just yet. I think yet, that's but... next issue or coming soon, I believe. Mm, yeah, I guess I'll get to that later then. Uh, yeah, so we're inside the... Uh, wait, is this the one where they said... Let me see. Oh, golly, yeah. Across the planet, the machinations of the Asian terrorist Ra's al Ghul begin to erupt in fear and violence. So I was like... Um, <laughs> yes, I laughed at that. Um, that didn't age well. I'm glad we have to specify that. <laughs> I, like, yes, he's clearly... Yes, he's Asian, but like... Um, <laughs> what okay whatever i you know i'm not even gonna touch that other than that's yeah that didn't age well um and and faster than you can say uh open this door now from the swat team right outside my door uh batman comes a knocking in and asks you know where are the bodies of my parents yep he's still going on his own working alone here and yeah he showed up and Roz is like okay you know come on over no need to get all mad i'll show you where they are Oh, I really like uh, Batman's shocked face bleeding into that panel again. Yep. Just nonchalantly, he lets his, like, Batman just, like, drops everything and just has a conversation. Now, all of a sudden, we're having a social battle instead of a, a physical battle, which is funny. And they also um, explain what the Tower of Babel is and how <laughs> global dyslexia engineered by my scientists. I'm like, I... Okay, I, I don't have dyslexia, but I guess you could call it that. Yeah, that's interesting, yeah. Yeah, I've got some fan members too. Mangle the language centers of the human brain, and the confusion created by the loss of written word is only the beginning of the end time. This is certainly a biblical plot, I'll say that. And I like, because uh, he's got he's got Bruce's parents' bodies hovering over his Lazarus pit, and I like that he's just like, uh oh. At first I thought it was like molten magma or, or lead, Nah, it's the last for them. I'm like, oh my goodness. Especially when they say uh, it's time to share their ability to raise the dead. Oh, golly. Yeah, and he's just like, your thoughts all casually, and Batman just looks absolutely in shock. Yep. By the way, Tower of Babel Part 2, Seven Little Indians. Yeah, I thought that was a weird title for this one. Um, Are we sure Marcus is that progress? I'm not going to finish that sentence anyway. 
Well, of course, that one's the Agatha Christie reference, but I just don't really see how it connects. Oh, is that what? It, oh, OK. I didn't know that was. Is that still like a, a pro, is that a politically correct title? Um, I don't know if they still use that title for the adaptations they do today. Um, when's when's that um when's that Kenneth Branagh adaptation? First thing I release that Nile one. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cool if he did that one. I mean, I I don't believe that one's a Poirot story. I think that one's just a regular mystery. But okay, back in New York City. There you go. <laughs> yeah, so they're still with Kyle, and Kyle he's not doing so great, and neither is Arthur or uh, anyone else really. Everyone's pretty messed up. <laughs> no. Funny, funny thing. If you look at uh, Martian Manhunter in the background uh, of what page is this? That's my only gripe. That's my 303. Uh, that's my biggest gripe of at least, you know, digital is that you can't immediately see what page you're on. Yep, but at least they agreed. provide the page numbers. I'll say that again in this edition that we have or this this copy we have of it. Yep. Disclaimer. <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah. Um, seems as though Wally's uh, flash ring has his communication device in there as well. Interesting. Oh, that, that, that is weird. Hmm. Interesting. But anyway, then um, he uses his secret decoder ring to all of a sudden uh, switch into his flash costume. And then Diana just rips her, you know, her casual attire off, even though she had her superhero outfit underneath. Yeah. Which I'll just say, I thought that was cool for Wally. I don't really have much experience with this flash. So I, I thought that was a cool feature. I don't know if the, the Barry Allen flash typically has that too, but um, that's kind of a upgrade where Barry has the ring that we saw in new frontier and he, you know, go inflates out and then he goes into it. Oh yes. And then Wally's version is an upgrade from that. That's always, that's always the thing I like about legacy heroes is that they'll always be like an upgrade to the previous hero, but that's also because it's a sign of the times progressing. So, of course, it's not always going to be old school like that, but sometimes you'll always appreciate the old school. Yeah, we'll talk about some of that legacy stuff at the end of the book, which I think they get into some cool, at least how they view themselves in the group dynamic, being yes. those legacy characters. But yes, but so, yeah, still at the apartment, an at another attack occurs from the Ra's al Ghul gang. Yep. And they shoot one of those little uh, nanobots or whatever right into Wonder Woman's ear. Which I thought went into both his, her ear and um, Wally's ear, but then I realized, oh wait, he's wearing his uh, suit, which has, I guess, ear guards with his lightning bolts over them, so I guess they couldn't have gone in there anyways, so it makes sense, especially what he's doing, so. Yeah, making him and Superman basically the only ones not affected at this point. Yes, as this moment right now, and uh, but what Aquaman also drops a line here quickly of like uh, seeing how like you know how the um, how these attackers because again they don't know it's a league yet, uh, League of Shadows, excuse me, and I know it's League of Assassins, but <laughs> sorry, no one first. So <laughs> uh, it's basically the the signal devices on all their communication devices on or on their frequency, excuse me. They they, they found their radio frequency and. Now, basically, once they communicate via radio, they can find them and, I guess, teleport in. And that's what happens. And then we immediately jump from that to uh, Metropolis, the city of tomorrow. Um, yeah. The chaos is still going on. And Soups is doing his best to try to corral some order to the place and save some lives. And I like that we get a nice little cameo by uh, Oracle here, even though it's only for a couple panels, I think. 
I think this is basically your only page, but yeah, that's pretty weird. I I thought first I thought it was Lois Lane. I'm like that. Okay, interesting. She's I guess they know each other at this point. Uh, they know their identity, but no, it's Oracle. I was like, oh, it's nice to see. I'm uh, happy to see Oracle again. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she, you know, acts the same way she does in Batman Arkham Asylum and the remainder of those games, except for Origins, uh, as being you know the the the, the gal in the chair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the Chloe Sullivan for any Smallville fans, because that's basically who Chloe turns into as Oracle. To be fair, though, she like. Barbara at this point, or Oracle, excuse me, was always the gal in the chair. Yeah. Uh, providing, you know, uh, information at home base, which you know, that's always a good thing to support. Um, yep. I, I don't know if there's it's the go to like uh, get out of jail free card or like get out of having to monologue to yourself card. Another <laughs> here or there. But basically, what did they say? Oh, there's the hospital thing. Um, if I was looking for yeah, ultrasound uh, between angstrom units 0.004 and 005.005 um i again meant to look that up whoops <laughs> ah what can you do either way it's some sort of ultra was it ultraviolet or ultrasound ultrasound said, right yeah it's an ultrasound yeah yeah it's just a, a wave that basically is blocking out people's ability to comprehend language so the really nothing's actually changed in the world it's just people's perceptions that's changed yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't just. Yeah, right. It wasn't just books. It was, or not books. It wasn't just like digital stuff. It was also books and signs. That's right. I thought for some stupid reason, I was like, "What did books get affected?" No, there were clearly signs that were affected as well. Because again, it's not the the books and the language are still there, or the signs are still there. It's just that it's affecting our language centers of the brain. Yeah, at least for the at least for the written word at the moment. But eventually, it will progress. But we'll get there. There you go. And it's coming in by, you have to basically hear. So if you're deaf, I guess you are safe. And mm. I'm now trying to remember if there's any deaf DC characters, because they would certainly shine at the story if that were the case. That's interesting. Yeah, I can't think of any right off the top of my head. But yeah, I know not DC, but I know Hawkeye is partially deaf, but we don't go into that in the movies, nor is that often brought up in the comics or not that that's not true it still is but i thought that was more of a recent thing that is a more recent thing oh but i i really love this next page here we see some yes. of the the panic in the hospital and i love the two jumbo jets <laughs> just flying right on top of each other that's a great image it's all the air out there how do you like two try to hit each other it's like well if they're over like near an airport and they're going their pat their their flight pattern anyway their destination it's bound to happen. Yeah, the air lanes or whatever that they all fly on. If basically. <laughs> uh, but yeah, then we cut over to Wonder Woman and she seems like she's having some sort of weird fight out of nowhere. I was confused by this at first. I'm like, wait, who's this? Is this a villain that I should know? Like, I don't recognize her. <laughs> sort of. No, absolutely not. <laughs> um, yeah, this, this is literally from off panel just shows up out of nowhere. And it's like, you know, throw some insults at her and then like they start fighting. Um, I will say, I, I will say, um, again, I, I don't want to, I'm glad we haven't gotten to it yet, but I, 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 I do want to bring it up of, I don't want to obviously compare this book to the movie now because I have seen the movie. Um, but I, I do wish they had done what they had sort of, like they, they merged two of these together from the movie and this. Because I, I kind of wish she was actually fighting 
physically and it wasn't just in her mind. Mm. If that makes any sense, because she's supposed to basically have a heart attack. Like the, the, the idea is she's finding a equal opponent that's not there. Like her mind is this, this nanite is tricking her brain into thinking she's fighting the opponent. And I, I kind of wish it was, she was actually fighting him, but it, or, or them, but instead she's either asleep or an induced coma of some sort. And I kind of wish she was just fighting the entire time. Not to allude to the movie, but yeah, that would have been a cool thing. Her just attacking the justice league. And she's another element of threat that they got to watch out for. And while they're all screwed up. <laughs> and again, that's sort of not going to, I don't know. You haven't seen doom yet. So like they, they sort of do something with that. That's kind of what I mean. Sure. Yeah. And flash, he gets a shot to the back and he goes into these kind of, or, or you know what? Sorry. Maybe they do that. I never mind. Pardon, pardon me for interrupting you, but I, th- I think they sort of, because in the pound, by the way, those were really nice panels. I like the, almost it's it's not a one page spread but it's panels going bleeding into each other and that's pretty cool yeah all all throughout this arc great panel work really really good stuff and maybe in fact maybe i could be wrong on this maybe um uh i think wait a minute yeah rayner did you say guy gardner earlier or am i wrong on that i'm sorry uh, I'm pretty sure I said Kyle Rayner, but okay, kind of Kyle Rayner. Sorry, my brain's going nuts for some reason. Maybe Kyle Rayner was the the unique opponent or the the opponent instead. Who knows? Instead of it just being a projection of error. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Flash. Now, now go to Flash. On the Flash, yes, yeah. He got shot in the the spine with some sort of vibratory projectile. I think they say. <laughs> and yes. yeah, he's gone to these sort of uh, these tremors, which. Did, did they do something similar like to that in um, Earth 2? Uh, oh, Earth 2. Yeah, I thought they did something... Not not the same as like something shooting into him, but where he just had to constantly be moving around. Oh, do you mean Earth 2, or do you mean in... Um, uh, uh, uh... Yeah, I'm getting confused. In, I thought it was in Earth 2, but I could be getting confused as to whether that was in the movie version of that or in the comic. The two are kind of melding in my brain now, so. Oh, yeah, I, don't, I have no idea what you're talking about now. I'm like, um, <laughs> like he had to he had to move to maintain, like a like a a portal, if I recall, or to yeah, he meant, had to maintain like a, a warp tunnel, if I recall. Oh, that's yeah, that's what I was thinking of. That's what yeah. it was in in Earth Two, both the movie and the uh, well, not the movie, but in the in the book. Mm-hmm. He, he was supposed to in the movie and then Batman was like, nah, just get Johnny Quick to do it because he's faster. And he gambited it. Uh, anyway, so yeah, he's having basically epileptic seizures at light speed. Yep. Superman uses something from some sort of force field creator to emit a frequency that'll screw up that signal, at least in Metropolis. But it doesn't really help the rest of the world. Yes, it was a, uh, it's Brainiac Tech Got it from the Forest of Solitude, which is in the Andes, which is interesting. Um, didn't think that was where the sewer... Maybe relocated there, I have no idea. Um, and so he's using... He modified it so that instead it can now have white noise. Uh, nobody will hear, basically. And so everybody can hopefully see uh, or understand language again, which would be nice. Uh spoilers we don't go back to that i don't yeah. know if that was like a setup for a, a plot or if he was gonna like have some tech justice league members or tech superheroes re-replicate this and then go around all the cities and do that that's for the movie that 
that's for like the official like live action movie version of of this <laughs> that's what they'll do but then we jump back to wait, actually where is he where's he going first he's going so he's going to flash he's going to try to go find flash and then we go back over to uh Kyle Rayner's apartment in New York and there we see uh Talia Ghul leading the charge yeah there's not too much to say I don't think with him he's, he's just trying to again we see those eyes where he doesn't have the complete white but yeah he's just trying to fight back but without the ability to direct his attacks it kind of just leaves him completely open to just be taken out so yeah, I mean, yeah, he's certainly blind, and you could question, like, well, could he create, like, I don't know, like a helmet that could somehow, like, you know, give him enhanced senses or focus his hearing to where his opponents are coming from and somehow visualize it in a way? I, you know, he has to obviously think of that, but he has chicken and the egg argument of, like, he has to think of that and how it works, but he... How, how do you do that if you're if you're blind that's, that's the other thing how do you imagine those uh inner machine parts but anyway yeah just him trying to get a counterattack and it doesn't really go too well and he passes out and then um yeah batman's also trying an attack and it's not going too well either against raza ghoul well he i uh, kind of punches him and then in a monologue you caught me you caught me monologuing you sly dog and um, then Roz pulls out something, and it looks to be a red rock. Yes, yeah, red kryptonite. Uh, we don't know that yet. <laughs> and after Talia's done pouting about how, like, you know, she doesn't want to be a lapdog to her father, uh, what shows up, and this was established earlier, is that Aquaman, what was it, he contacted Atlantis, one of the scientists there, and was like, bring me a suit. And it's a, uh, a, a Atlantean water suit, I guess, for able to withstand the surface temperatures. Oh, and the other reason why Aquaman's afraid of water, if he doesn't get back in the water, he'll dehydrate. So that's the important thing with him. And how they're trying to get him to get into the water, but they can't because he's you know afraid of water and he's very strong. So it's not going to work that way. But it shows, yeah, Martian Manhunter in this Atlantean... I guess surface gear, if you want to call it, instead of scuba suit, it's a surface gear suit, whatever you want to call it, and uh, goes to town on these guys. But unfortunately, he is, yeah, it's not good for design for combat, and the fact that he's confined into this suit means that he's vulnerable. And so Talia grabs uh, Wonder Woman's tiara and just tosses it, you know, like her style boomerang. I don't know if Wonder Woman had been doing that in the uh, in the previous comics issues at all. I have no idea. And pierces the side of uh, the, the uh, surface suit, and all of a sudden, Manhunter bursts into flames, but then in comes laser vision from out of nowhere, and the suits uh, cauterizes and her, uh, was it, uh, remelds the wound, excuse me. Yeah, and then Soup shows up for a little bit of backup here. And very quickly we realize what that red rock was. That uh... now, do they specify that it's a different type of red kryptonite than usual, or in fact, a very special piece performs a series of experiments on it to accelerate its radioactivity or radioactive half life, as indicated by its color shift, uh, make it less lethal um, but still crippling to the Kryptonian physiology. Mm-hmm. 
to discover what sort of unpredictable changes it might wreak in your cellular structure. Um, it may not kill you, but you'll wish you were dead. Yeah, it's a pretty ugly image there of him. Uh, yes. Yeah, it makes his, his skin transparent. Yep. That's, uh, that's not so good. And that's a scary image. Yeah, pretty diabolical uh, diabolical move on whoever thought up this plan here, I'd say. Yes, they are uh, very... I don't know who came up with that. but And we also see, in, in addition to you know the, the monologue of Talia talking about the experimented red kryptonite, uh, Batman has also escaped uh, Razagul's uh, 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 building, and I think around this. Yes, we end the issue with basically the remainder of the players of the piece. Um, I don't know where Martian Manhunter is. Uh, all just you know defeated as it seems, but of course, as you asked, who? Was responsible for all this. Yes, all the plans, the tier, the the traps, the signal tracks for trackers. They were mine, Superman. I did this to you. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. Austin, how come? <laughs> Is this a reference I'm missing? <laughs> I think that's what Vincent Man said in that one, uh, in that one clip of his. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't know if you remember that one. Is it with, with the, the car crash angle? Might have been that one, yeah. Yeah, that's probably what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Which I remember watching live at the time when we found out who it was, and I was like, oh my god, Rikishi? Yeah. <laughs> it was Rikishi? What? I was like, what the hell? <laughs> but anyway. You could not pay me enough money to realize that anyway. <laughs> yeah, so we, we open up here with a little bit of a recap on what, what issues this one issue... 45. 45. O'Hare Airport is acting on a tip. Two minutes shared bomb squad. Trace plutonium explosive. That's Back to the Future-esque. But that number means nothing to them. <laughs> in a locker. Oops. <laughs> that sucks. South Korea, they wandered north. And, well, you can guess what happened there. Yeah, and we get to some of my favorite art in this book. Mainly just because I, I love snow for whatever reason. I just think it's super pretty. Oh, there you, okay. Oh, yeah, I jumped past that that first page there. I'm not sure if the... No, I mean, that's, it was a recap. I thought you were talking about, like, some of the faces. I mean, again, the faces aren't ugly. It's just like... No, yeah. If 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 you saw them in motion, they'd look nice, but they're just one panel, so it's fine. Yeah, but Batman's still on the run. He's fleeing uh, the Ra's al Ghul center, center. I don't know what, what the... <laughs> I guess Lair. I'm just going to say, yeah, Lair. Lair, sure. Yeah, and Batman on foot is manage- managing to escape people on, like, skis and... Uh... Which, that is so 90s, by the way. That's the... That's... <laughs> yeah. He's an international, like, centuries-old eco-terrorist, and he's hired guys that go on skates uh, or skis and snowboards, which I guess is practical, but as as comic book as this is... This just seems weird. It seems like it's taken from a Bond movie. I was going to say, was this like Goldeneye? Did they like <laughs> just take a lot from Goldeneye? I don't know. Yeah, and I like the, the, the panel of Roz just sitting in his chair watching. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's that is so Bond. I wonder if this is yeah basically just trying to be a Bond book. Oh, interesting. I just noticed because I was wondering, where do you, how do you get that picture of Batman? But I guess it's because later on we find out that he's actually tapped into all their little instruments. 
So I guess yes. he has a camera in it. Yes, I can assume that. That's that's probably what it is, eh? Yeah, well, foreshadowing. But on the, the page where we get the Tower of Babel Part 3, I think that's a great shot with all the guns pointed at him. Protected by the cold. Yeah, and we get a big reveal that now the frequency is not only taking away the written word, now it's taking away the use of language overall. Or at least uh, language between the, um, what is it, language through frequencies and through transmissions. So like phone lines and radio signals. That's what it seems to be, at least my interpretation. No, no, the, the it's the men with the guns pointing at them. They're all saying, they're all speaking a different language as they, uh, or speaking gibberish, I should say, as they address them. Uh, I guess so, but it's, I, I, okay, that's right. You know why? Because, um, I guess they all have earpieces in so they can understand each other, whereas Batman cannot. Oh. I think, I don't know, I could be wrong on that. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get more into it as the issue goes on. I think we see more of the people losing the ability to speak. Okay, because... Oh, you know, yeah, you're right. Because if you look at, okay, that's that's kind of subtle. So you see, um, you see Aquaman. Oh, maybe not. Yeah, he he's slowly, you know, getting to be unconscious because you know he's almost dehydrated. And then in comes good old Plastic Man to belay those orders, Captain Hook. <laughs> like that or not? Uh, he'll reel in the Justice League and basically activate the the teleporters or the transport. Excuse me. Yeah, and I love the just kind of the little touch of changing his chat or not chat, changing his uh, speech bubbles. bubbles. See, I thought I thought that's what that was the subtlety of like his speech is broken, but like translated it's, it's this. Oh, that's interesting. I thought it was just for stylistic purposes, but but yeah. So a lot of this issue is just kind of them trying to get back to their grounds. Like we see, Martian Manhunter sets up a little illusion in order to make Aquaman be able to be in water. And they managed to pull that little VR bug chip out of Wonder Woman's brain. Nano machine. Yeah, but Soups, Soups, he, he can't really be. I mean, he, he can help him to some degree, but he's pretty, he's pretty messed up. You do the fact that like he can hear right now, he can hear a grasshopper's heartbeat in Beijing. It's like, sometimes I just wonder if they think this stuff up and not really like, yeah, think hard about it. Who knows? No, they do. They just, ooh, they go, ooh, that's a pretty line. Let me put that in there. Don't really think about the, uh... <laughs> no, but Soups is still good enough. He still has enough control to zap the little nanite bug thing out of uh, Flash's spine. And then uh, Martian Manitor cleverly, because I think they're starting to suspect at least the kind of intellect that's behind all this. Uh... Oh, no, wait, Batman told them in the previous issue. Yeah. So yeah, they, they know uh, they know the way that he thinks. So, so uh, Flash or yeah, Superman frees Flash, and then we have Kyle. We have uh, we, we got rid of Wonder Woman, who's still missing her tiara, and now it's up to Kyle. And this one I like a lot. This is actually one thing that really you have to be careful of when you wear that. You know, one of the most powerful weapons in the entire universe. Um. Woke up, but you told us that you were never fall asleep. Activated my mind scan indicates a post hypnotic suggestion whispered during REM, as oh, you know, famously people can do that, and whatnot. Uh, Batman is at his best when playing minds with the minds. Excuse me, Kyle. Um, 
basically he was Kyle was told that he was blind and thus the ring, which he doesn't wear at night because he's afraid he'll actually think if he has nightmares or dreams smart. Mm -hmm. He thought he was blind. Therefore, he is blind. Yeah, pretty clever bastard. That Batman, pretty, pretty clever, mischievous bastard. Yes, he is the uh, he is the goodness darn Batman. <laughs> yeah, and espe- uh, especially the Superman one. I mean, that one I think is the most cruel of the uh, the things that he does to them. But I guess we'll get into the consequences of that as the story goes on too. So yes, so I guess we we jump back to Talia and she's coming to Roz and she's not she's not happy at all about this whole situation. Like she feels like she betrayed Batman by, I guess she was the one who hacked into his computer and stole all this information. So, yep. And she didn't realize exactly how it was going to be used. And she's just choked to see this happen. Mm-hmm. Not at all happy. And uh, one henchman comes in to give news of Batman having escaped. And Talia's like, that ain't how he works. He's that's, that is not his MO and orders both of them to go out and and find him again mm-hmm. and you know the guy the guard leaves and randomly takes off his mask for some <laughs> stupid reason for, and for, it's Batman. just for the yeah. audience that's he, he even like winks at us too <laughs> i'm thinking that too i'm like where's the wink like come on where's this wink? oh boy <laughs> oh but yeah back in the the watchtower which by the way i forgot to mention but it was actually during this run of JLA that they introduced the Watchtower. Yes, except it's not the Watchtower of the TV show, uh, which yes. was uh, was it was a satellite. This is their they're on the moon, as mm-hmm. they were in Earth Two, the old lunar base. Yep. But uh, yeah, the the Justice League they're just kind of sitting around, and they're having a little bit of a chat, all kind of shocked that Batman would betray them in this way. Yep. And fair enough. I mean, <laughs> turns out as well that uh, Martian Manor did a similar thing uh, where he had dossiers. Mm. But, you know, information only, no schemes, no plans, just, you know, name, rank, and serial number. Yeah, and they're thinking about going up and meeting with Batman. But um, who, who was it? Kyle Rayner? Who was like, oh, it could be another trap? No, it's Soups. It's Soups. Oh, man. Yeah, Soups is pissed. He just stands there with his transparent skin and he's just like, it could be a trap. And so he goes on his own to meet him. Just like rushes past everybody and there's Batman in the Batplane and you just see him right in the sunset and he does not look happy. Does not have the nicest face on there. Eh? Beautiful art during this little meeting between them here. Just the way the clouds are flo- flowing around when they have their little chat too. Yep. There's some great stuff. By the way, I just I all of a sudden realized, I don't know why, I thought of... Um, I know you still haven't read it yet. I have, but I just realized this ending almost reminds me of, of Watchmen. Oh, interesting. Just because they, 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 because there's the, there's the, the master plan, right? Of Ozymandias and it's in Antarctica and the tower of Babel is also in Antarctica. So like, I'm not saying that's, it's, it's probably not immediately a re- It's not a reference, but like, I just felt it. It felt like, uh, a shout out almost, or if not, it's just a happy coincidence. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. One day we'll have to cover that on this, this podcast, but yeah, one day indeed, but that probably will be followed by the actual movie itself. The yeah. ultimate cut. <laughs> oh no, there we go. Prepare yourselves. 
hey, we did a three-hour commentary of or talk panel by panel discussion. Excuse me, of New Frontier. That one's not even much that much longer. I think. Let's see. Um, it is interesting they brought Plastic Man down here after what he experienced. I'm yeah. like, really though? That's a little rude. Uh, Let him stay home. I don't know if I agree with that. He can go take over for Oracle for the day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Be on comms, but, uh, but I I do like that Kyle just uh, basically just pulls up some jackets for them. That's nice. Yeah, I thought that was cute. Where'd you get those jackets from? Out of your rear? No, that's how the lantern ring works for pit sakes. Yeah, but so they've all met up in Antarctica. I guess I should mention Cap and or not Cap. Hey, Batman <laughs> sent them the, the coordinates. I know it's I know that's what Cap is in Marvel, <laughs> but still. Uh, basically, uh, uh, Martian Manhunter reestablishes their telepathic link, which allows them to all uh, think. Uh, and talk to each other by mind instead of by um by by speech. So it 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 really justifies the thought balloons again and thought bubbles. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Yeah, and this is where we actually start to see the the uh, breakdown of their language, which I thought was kind of fun because you had, you could still understand what they're saying. It's just you have to your brain just kind of fills in the blank spaces. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Some more than others. Nerve centered of the. Yeah, I see your point. You tend to to go by. Yeah, that's right. And then basically they fight, they fight, they fight, they fight, they fight, and then Superman just goes berserk and uses hate vision, and boom, Tower of Babel is destroyed. Yep. And that's wonderful shot of him just like walking out with what looks like blood splatter on him. Not really. Yeah, and I also like the little detail of Kyle making all the shields for him to protect them from the shrapnel. Oh yeah, that's that's pretty awesome. You're right. Yeah, but then right once now that the problem's solved. Immediately, Superman comes right up to Batman. And he's like, "Tell me why you did this. Like this, yeah. this needs to be explained." Absolutely. And yeah, Batman's still being just a prick. He's like, eh, "I have my reasons," and just that's that's about all he's willing to give up right now. I mean, I don't know if he's being a uh, a Nick, as you say, Nick in the butt, uh, <laughs> bud. Excuse me, right now because. I, unfortunately there is still his the leverage of his you know uh his weakness that's that's fair so which you'd think that he'd be like i have no time to explain in that there's my weakness is still uh kind of upon me if if that makes sense yeah and i do get the sense from this point on that batman kind of knows what's going to happen as a result of this yeah like there's even this scene where um, oh, it's page three forty three. Three three three. Yeah, the group they're all chatting, like trying to figure out like what what's gonna happen here, and Batman's just kind of standing off to the side, like not participating, like looking down basically. Yep. Like he's kind of isolating himself away from them, even more than he already is. But basically, what's happening in this in this panel or this this page is that those the, um what was it Iraq and. There's Turkey and uh, oh, sorry, yeah, Turkey, not Iraq, whatever. The Iraq's between uh, what separates uh, Turkey from Afghanistan. That's what it is. But uh, Turkey and fair use, uh, middle uh, 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 Western (laughs) Asian country, um, are going at it basically because of the language breakdown. And there's a biochemical that's about to be launched. Mm, That's right. Yep, that's kind of what's the ramping the tension up there. Yeah, Talia chimes in to try to, like, help them out here, and I guess, I, yeah, I missed her on the previous page. Yep. 
because uh, her father wronged her and thus she's striking back. And you can actually see in still at 343, uh, there's a silhouette in the background of the stairs. Oh, and that's cool. who is that? That is the guy who then shoots her in the leg. The clearly 90s guy shoots her in the leg and then uh, basically... What is it? Oh, yeah, just just stating basically that they've already, you know, microscopic weapon invisible to the naked eye. Yeah, but it, it basically is the, the bomb has been launched. Yeah, and jumping into issue 46, now we're moving away. Uh, that was the last issue. 45 was the last one by Howard Porter. Yep. Now we're getting Steve Scott. Yep. Yeah, and his art, I mean, I don't think it's bad, but it's definitely different. And uh, sometimes in the middle of a or at the end of a story. That can kind of take me out for, it takes a couple pages for me to like readjust. That's totally fair. As I will say, there's, there's no such thing as bad art. It's just um, a certain kind of taste and what you're in for a taste. It's kind of how I see it sometimes. Especially when you're used to a particular style throughout the book. And then, Oh, and I get that too. Like the, uh, I'm not going to like question like Howard, why didn't you stay Howard Porter? Why didn't you stay for like the last issue? It's like literally the end of the arc. And then that's, and then you can like leave. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, again, I don't know all the, the background stuff. I didn't look any of that up, but maybe, maybe something bad happened. Um, bad blood happened between, I, I will not say, I will not pass judgment, but yeah. it, it, I, I do wish that he had finished this, but um, yeah, as for me, I think it was kind of similar to you. It just out of felt out of nowhere, but again, it's certainly um, I did adjust myself to it, which was, didn't take that long. Yeah, it doesn't, you know, it takes a couple pages, I think. Oh, but yeah, so we're jumping away from that regular group to jump back to our two JLA kind of figures that are still tucked away from the action, which is Martian Manhunter and Aquaman. And uh, yeah, I guess what was happening here, he just couldn't stand not being able to help the rest of the group. And so he decided to take off his water suit and doing that made him kind of lose his grip on Aquaman's illusion. Yep. And so Aquaman just went right into panic mode and started freaking out. And I love that they have that moment where they're just sitting in there together. I thought that was a nice, uh, nice image. Yeah, no. And um, I love the fact that, and John's also trying to get out of, um, I think he's taking the suit off to see if he can, like, you know, if the nanites uh, effects have uh, gone away and, and, and it has. So that's, that's a the good thing for him. So he's, he can mm. technically go back. Um, and then we have, uh, I like what he says. Well, he said basically to Aquaman, like, you know, you're panicking. It's like, think of, take all this, all these emotions and, 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 you know, think of the betrayal of trust and who is that? It's, it's, you know, think about Batman. Hmm. Yep. And then we immediately jump over to Batman with the group and everybody's fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah. Especially, you know, yeah. Plastic Man really just eats into him, if you know what I mean. Oh, he he's like basically you could have killed me, man, and I'm, there's no way I'm turning my back on you. Like I can't trust you yes, at all. As <laughs> it's next page is Tower of Babel Part Four. Harsh words. Yep. I wonder how many harsh words we'll have in this in this in this one here. Yeah, and and they so they they separate to kind of deal with the problem. Yep. And do you think Batman, he, he says that he picked going with Superman because he could fly, but do you think it was more because he just wanted to like have a chat with kind of man to man with him? Yeah, I could, I could totally see that because they both are friends. So it's like, I would assume that as well. Uh, interesting though, that in 
when they're going to you know the the um, when they're going to west that Western Asian country, uh, how Wonder Woman's not flying, even though yeah panels or a few pages later she can clearly fly, and she can fly. Not even that she races uh, Flash earlier and says she has the speed of Mercury. So can she just fly at the speed of Mercury as well? What the heck? Unless she's still like you know her her heart rates like you know still too fast or something like that. Like that that's fine maybe. Yeah, I did think it was strange that she wasn't flying yet. I don't I don't know what that was, but that's yeah, fine. Whatever. Yeah, but they're heading off to go stop because there's the two bombs. They're they're not connected, right? Like um, they're pretty far away. I mean, they're the they're the same like biochemical bomb, but yes, they're I believe the same. Uh, they're they're two two separate places, I believe. Yeah, yeah, because one, yeah, one's like in the Middle East area. That rap, whatever that name is, that I can't say again. Western Asian country. Yeah, and it's real. I really like this part, though. I know it's 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 comic true comic book of like you know Flash got there first, obviously, but the problem is he got right up to it, and the fact now is that he's infected. Yeah, I thought that was cool. I like how they when they're approaching, they're like, "Hey, what? Like, what? What's going on? What? What's going on with the Flash?" And they just kind of have to figure it out because he can't communicate with them. He's he's just nope. kind of trapped. His little slip, slipstream there. Yep. And I don't even know if he can think right now. I don't know if the telepathic link is still established or not. But they deduce that uh, the fact that he's now infected. Uh, if if he like you know even takes one step. Uh, his slipstream will slipstream will scatter it to the four winds. It's like, oh crap! Yep. So it's not so much infected him personally. Like he's not. I don't think he's infected with a bioweapon. It's just now it's on his skin, so he's a carrier. Yeah, yeah, which is cool. A cool idea there. Yeah, because he would just scatter it everywhere. Then we get the uh, cause, Batman's reasoning for all this. Um. And again, this 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 character, Agamemno. It's the only time I'm going to say it right. Uh, <laughs> was also a creation of Mark Wade. It's one of those. It was you know, uh, uh, there's an asterisk there of who it was. They given an explanation of like you know, remember you remember the alien tyrant gave a gang of criminals access to our pow- bodies and powers a few years ago. Uh, asterisk of see this year's Silver Age miniseries for details. <laughs> Ed, editor, excuse me. Um, once again, that was that was what was stopping me not stopping me but that was one thing that was almost preventing me from not talking about this again but it's like whatever it's just another thing i i thought actually that uh they fought agamemno in some of the previous runs or not even run but in the in the one of the previous stories uh in this run of, of gla but they did not it was in a separate miniseries completely somewhere else and it's like well that's just great Hmm. Yeah, I I don't I don't know anything about this character, so I was I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's basically all that Batman's got to say. Like, hey, those guys took over your our bodies and could have caused some big amount of trouble. Well, so I created some fail safes. Oh yeah, it was our yeah bodies and powers. That's what it was. So fail fail safes. That's that's all it was. It was like, ah, right, they yeah. go they go into that later. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, and I like that uh, Superman just kind of repeats, you decided, like, you, you decide to take this upon yourself, not communicate with anyone else. Like, yeah, we'll talk about the effects of it more once we get to the end of the book. But Absolutely, that's the, the big thing of this uh, piece here. But then we see that one guard that, you know, caught Talia, who shot her in the leg, 
And it's basically going to be fed to the lions, like Daniel, by Raish. And Superman comes in and just, you know, saves him. So, yeah. Come, he has two weaknesses, one of which we share. An unyielding compassion for the animal kingdom. Stall him. Which, again, that actually does feel like Watchmen, where if you remember in the movie, actually, I don't remember if this is in the movie, but slight spoilers but to trap dr manhattan in um for a brief moment uh in antarctica in the ending um he has his genetically altered creature i don't remember i can never say his name cap can say his name i can't <laughs> um bolabas or something like that he has him basically lure manhattan into this like tachyon field or something like that and just you know freezes him for like a brief moment and then that's how Ozymandias gets his one-ups him or something like that and this kind of felt the same way oh, and we cut from there to middle of uh western asian country somewhere mm-hmm. and yeah now the F- kyle's built a huge dome around uh around the flash to try to keep that infection trapped in and they try they're like oh why can't you just you know vibrate through the ground no, because if he's infected, he'll carry the the, the, the um the virus at super speed, which you know that probably is a bad idea. And yeah, we wouldn't we didn't we wouldn't know anything about that now, would we? Oh boy, yeah. So, uh, so Wonder Woman and Plastic Man take off to go find the next bomb. Just the two of them. Yes. Ah, yeah. so this time it's in the Turkish border. That's what it is. Okay, so. That's that's a you know word I could say. Yeah, and I like this shot of because um, we we see the two guys who have the bombs, and he, one of them says, "You go up to the roof to set it off. I'll create a diversion." Yep. And he goes to just shoot some random people in the streets. And I like that uh, Wonder Woman just blocks it all with her little little gauntlets. Yes, her bracelets, her Aegis bracelets, block every single one. Nobody gets shot, which is nice. At first, when I glanced at the the panel, I thought she was punching them. I was like, whoa, why is she attacking all these random people? Yeah. <laughs> She's got the red uh, nail polish, which I forgot to mention earlier, too. Beautiful. Do we, do, do we usually see her with nail polish? I feel like that's not a, a common thing with... Uh, I guess it's wh- whoever's drawing her. Yeah. Because yeah. that design. Like, I don't know if you notice her um, her star or red star um, earrings. Oh, I didn't notice them. Hmm. I wish I had. I mean, you can't see them at a distance, but like they're there. Actually, I think you might be able to see them. Yeah, you can sort of see them. Like, um, yeah, you can you can see them a little bit. Yep, little red circles. Yeah. Oh, but so Wonder Woman flies up to the roof to go find the other other bandit guy. <laughs> yep, I don't know what to call them. Terrorist. Yeah, and, and um, she lassos him, but at the same time that she does, he knocks two people off a building. Yeah, so the the four of them all get entangled. Hanging oh yeah, and you can clearly see her one. She has her tiara back, and two, you can clearly see those those bright red stars on her ears. Yeah, no, those are cool. I like those. That's yeah, fun. I like those too. Those are really cool. And in the so she goes lunges off the cliff or the cliff uh, ledges off the ledge. I guess the building to grab them again. She can fly, so it's fine. But the in the ensuing, I guess rescue the guy activates the bomb. And then we jump from there again back to uh, Superman and Batman, who off panel, of course, probably just grabbed the cats gently and then put them in a cage because. Yeah, because Roz sent some uh, some big kitties after them to attack just as a distraction. 
because he knew that he wouldn't hurt yes. them. But. Uh, which they would have not done anything to him nor shredded his uh, suit at all. So, I mean, again, it was just for time's sake and none of the cats got hurt. So, you know, plus for me, not that Superman would have done that, but still. And they go off to pursue Roz and uh, Batman's like, um, you better stay away from Roz because he still has that red kryptonite. I'll go deal with him. You go get my parents. But old Al Ghul, he's a clever, clever bastard. Yes, clever son of a gun. And he knew that that's what Batman would do because he knows Batman's brain probably just as good as Batman does half the time. Uh, you know, they've been doing this song and dance for years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so once Superman goes up there, he encounters the red kryptonite and just, yeah, he's instantly at a disadvantage. And Batman, he's just going off. He's screaming about where's Talia, you know, like uh, I'm <laughs> he's just pissed, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Takes it out on his guards and then, you know, Roz pushes the button and that releases the uh, pulley and or the rope to um, uh, the platform that is holding both his parents. It's so, so interesting that we're trying to avert the fact that the we're going to bring the Waynes back to life. <laughs> yeah, that is a weird element in the plot. <laughs> that is, like, when you think about it, it's like, what don't we want that? But the, the thing about the Lazarus Pit is that it's supposed to be a metaphor for drug use, in a way. Uh, it doesn't even matter, like, if it makes you immortal. Like, you'll you'll go mad from using it, and you'll get an addiction mm. to it. So it's like, no, it's a metaphor for drug drug dependency. Yeah, they always need to rejuvenate. But yeah, I'm sure that's I'm sure he's just terrified about what his parents probably would even think of him at this point and and yeah. that they should be resting, not uh, being resurrected by a villain. <laughs> well that's always the thing. It was like, you know, if we have Lazarus Pit technology, you know, couldn't you just bring every character back? Wouldn't that be the easiest way of like saying, Oh, we brought this character back because of Lazarus Pits? Yeah. Yeah, better than life model decoys, I'll tell you that. But Oh, what's the, the sorry, first off, that's not even this universe, so no. That's that's why I pr- I don't I don't mind Lazarus Pit so much, but Oh I know. It's just like in DC you literally have a get out of jail free free card other than you have to you will naturally die again. It doesn't make you immortal. It just like um reduces your life or your yeah, reduces your age back to your prime. Um, and rejuvenates yourself to your prime anyway uh yeah so superman cannot like he tries but he cannot uh save the waynes and who's there to save him but a hook yeah it's peter david showed up with his hook hand good old uh, peter david showed up with his hook and then all of a sudden uh martian manhunter is the one to save the waynes arthur no the waynes are counted for superman nice save john nice save thank you sir and back with Wonder Woman and Plastic Man. They're still hanging with the uh, the terrorist guy. And Wonder Woman has a nice little scene here where she uh, does that old diplomat routine and ends up talking him down instead of fighting him down. Well, I yes, the diplomat, but I love, once again, this is hilarious. I love this in that she has him by the lasso. And also she the reason why, okay, like how is she, why can't she move? Because literally I think... He's he's got like his finger on like the trigger um end of a pin to release it. And what does she do? It's like, well, you know, you are in my lasso of truth, and thus you are compelled to tell the truth. Yep. Yep. Brilliant stuff. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. Yeah, and it she asks him, Are you ready to die today? And do you really wanna cause he's like, Oh, like I'll be a martyr if I die. But she's like, do you really care about being a mar- martyr for the machinations of Ra's al Ghul? Yes. 
And he's basically like, oh, <laughs> not really. <laughs> he's like, oh, oof. Yeah, that's now that you put it that way. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe I don't want I don't believe in this um, in this here act of of rebellion. Yeah, and so that that basically solves the plot there. That's that's the end of the that whole threat. Yep. No, that's it. If uh, anybody thought it was climate anticlimactic. You know, well, it kind of works because then if you didn't enjoy that part, well, then you're certainly going to enjoy this next part. <laughs> But I, I I didn't mind it. I I, I kind of liked it. There was some tension there. They they used, they did some creative things there. I was like, no, this seems plausible. I, I can believe this. Yeah. No. No. I think I I like the climax. Yeah. I thought it all worked. Yeah. Or at least this this like first climax. Let's put it that way. Because this is now the ending. But it's it's still kind of climactic as well. This this next part. Oh yeah. This this is one of the best parts of the book i think this this is the book basically this is what this is what like everybody may remember as well from it yeah the uh the main justice league group except for batman are all kind of discussing hey you know what what happened in this episode man like how did bat how do we feel about the fact that batman just completely betrayed us went on our back was kind of being like a creep (laughs) studying all of our weaknesses while he's fighting beside us and jotting it down in his little notebooks for a plan of attack for one day. Yep. And Batman's just tucked away in a little room beside them, you know, kind of pouting. <laughs> yeah. On the, well, no, they, at first I thought they put him in like a prison cell. I was just like, that's interesting. <laughs> but no, it's just the, it's just the meeting room. They just like put yeah. him in there and he's, I guess, debating in his head as well what they're thinking. Oh, I think he knows. I think, you know, yeah, he certainly knows. But uh, we'll go, we'll, we'll go over like, um, you know what some of the members think because you know there it, there is a there is discourse of course. Um, first off, Wally mentions Agamemno, Agamemno again, and it's funny because it, but I was just a kid then; it mm. wasn't in the thick of it, uh, or I wasn't in the thick of it. Excuse me. So it's like, oh golly, that's how long ago he said years ago, and then Wally's now it's like, what the okay, how many years ago was that? But comic book yeah, book. I thought it was weird they called that out. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is basically like. He represents the, um, he understands where Batman's coming from because, you know, he mentioned, he brought up that case or that, that, that event that happened and everybody was scared. So, um, who am I to argue with Batman? Uh, what if there should be strategies against us? Yeah. And it's interesting. Him and Kyle Rayner are both kind of on a weird legacy thing where they're like, Hey, you know, Batman, he's done a lot of good. Like maybe we should give him the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah. And and I also... Oh, go ahead. Oh. Sorry. No, no, I was going to go off on a Marsh Manager, so you can go ahead there. Yeah, just uh, I like the fact, like, um, was that, I don't know if you're again, if you're asking me, should we vote him out? I don't like him very much right now, but expulsion? Uh, no, what if he got the point? Um, I kind of like that idea of, like, what if they brought up, like, maybe not expulsion, but, like, just downright suspension, perhaps, up until, like, you have to do a really good deed. It's probably possible in this universe because well, why not? Um, yeah, I kind of I kind of like that idea that he's you know Wally's emotional right now for, for obvious reasons, um, but he can't make that judgment call right now. I kind of like I respect that decision. That's the, the that that one just a few like words. I I really respect Wally's decision now. As for John Jones, yeah, he him and Wonder Woman are easily the most betrayed, possibly because they've been with been with him for the longest. Uh, besides um, Superman, I thought I thought Martian Manhunter actually voted to keep him in. No, isn't he? Isn't he pissed? Doesn't he want him out? 
I thought I maybe I I thought it was because him and Arkhaman, you know, then go into a complete. Oh like, you no, know, you know I'm, I'm wrong there. Yeah, he is on his. He he's like I'm I'm pissed at him. That's a terrible thing he did. But since I did a similar thing, I can't. Um, it was Plastic Man that I was thinking of. Who's absolutely? Yeah, no, that's that out. one. That <laughs> one really got me as well. I was very I was very I very much like that. But anyway, yeah. So we basically have yeah Aquaman and Aquaman. You know, shows his emotions on his sleeve. I mean, again for obvious reasons. Um, of like, now this, no, man, I just, I can't. Mm-hmm. And it's fair. And yeah, Marshmallow basically reiterates of like, I am in no way approving of Batman's actions, but I would be a hypocrite to view them as a cause for expulsions. Again, I guess they, it is kind of a black and white scenario here where they, they're only going with like expulsion or staying. It's like, you know, there's a third option or at least other options, right? Yeah. So well, maybe that's my one criticism there. If they genuinely feel like they can't trust him, I mean, Wonder Woman lays it out pretty clear. How can I fight with someone that I that I can't trust? Yes, I love her argument as well. Uh, yeah. That whole speech of her, like, you know, battle, side battle. They have knowing that this person next to me knows all my weaknesses. It's like, no, that you got a good point there. Like, that's a, that's a great point. Yeah, I do. Just have to call out. I find the. Let me see what the page is here. I find the depiction of Wonder Woman at the bottom of page three sixty six. Uh, just she looks so different depicted there than she does throughout the rest of this arc that it just I find it really distracting. Yeah, her her nose is wider, eh? Yeah, it just she looks weird. I don't know. But... It looks like a horse face, weirdly enough. But oh, that's that's. I I, I don't want to say that. Even a deer, maybe. I I, I don't know. I'm I'm uh... on that. But uh, just with Kyle, Kyle Rayner as well. Before we go um go to go to go any yeah. further, just like you know he he wants to get out of it. He's just like I don't, I don't feel like I'm in here. And they're like, nope, unfortunately. Okay, you don't get to not like vote because you're here with us, so you're voting with us. Yeah. Yeah, and, and he yeah, he votes to to let him stay. He doesn't have a ton to say about it, but just, you know, he just doesn't feel like it's really his place to, oh, to say that kind of thing. And he also brings up Coast City, and I don't know if you know about that. I don't, but I unfortunately I don't think I we really have much time to get into it. That's that's fair, but yeah, that's uh that's a discussion for another time. I'll put maybe put a pin in that and I'll talk about that there. But um yeah, that's his that's his um that's his saying. And then we have of course the not tiebreaker, but you know, what makes uh become a tiebreaker uh is Plastic Man. And he has I think the best argument as well. Like one of or at least another like very compelling argument with almost like no words of yeah just the image great great piece of art there the shadows yeah. oh, this man. is the perfect use of a of not just shadows but of a flashback yep. and it's got a nice like haze over the flashback really really yep. quality stuff there and all i gotta do is say get him out of here and i'm like perfect yep. and i'm sure batman was listening to just kind of even if he couldn't hear they're saying just kind of the timbre of their voices in the other room and Oh, and even better, sorry, I, with Plastic Man as well, he's like, uh, Kyle Rayner's like, you know, man, he like brought you in. And yeah. Plastic Man's like, yeah, he did. I owe him that. Uh, I know that. And then thinks of that. And it's like, oh, man, that's even, that drives a knife in you, doesn't yeah, it? That, eh? does. that sure does. Oh, it sucks. Oh, poor Plastic Man. And then they leave it to Soups. You're the swing vote. It's, oh, boy. Landslide, maybe not landslide, but oh, it's it's going to happen. And again, this is where it says, like, you know, guess you uh, know more because, you know, they're they're friends, basically. Close thing to a friend. Yeah, and they say, you know, him. I guess he knows him the best. And they say, what are you going to do? And Soups, I think he already knows that Batman would have left. And so he just walks over and 
he's gone. Yep. That's it. Yep. Ends on the uh, them going into the room. Nobody's there except JLA. Actually, hang on. How many seats are there? One, two, three, oh, four, God. five, six. Seven. I thought he would have taken a seat. That'd be funny. Like he just, <laughs> he just, just he took it with him. him. He's that petty. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> wait, actually, no. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. No, he did. Maybe. Or they, because there's, there's eight of them in the story. But I guess you don't see the other chair on the off panel because the, the, the bars are taking it or it wasn't colored in there. So. But they cut they yeah they cut the seat off uh in the frame excuse me oh wait well enough to know better than any one of us how will you vote yes so that was yeah that was his answer as well hmm. so is his vote yes in order to keep let me see here <laughs> that's what i'm thinking too is like are you just saying yes how will yeah. you vote yes oh i actually i really like that they kept that vague yep hmm Oh, but final thoughts, because yeah, I gotta, I gotta get going here. But. Yeah, unfortunately, sorry about that, buds. Um, no, it's all good. I enjoyed it. I, I very much did enjoy it. I found every scenario to keep them from being superhuman uh, worked out perfectly. Um, mm-hmm. Kept them all at bay, and again, using uh, uh, Ghul using his cleverness. Oh yes, Raish. I didn't. <laughs> I w- I. W- I guess my one, maybe not one critique, but one um, one like add on that could have been there was I wish Raz or Rish had um, either we, we've seen like Talia get his um, somehow or any of them get the uh, get the codes or get his um, his files because I don't know if they said that perfectly or not. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I guess that's fair. I mean, I, th- I think it's easy to assume, but. Yeah, I guess it doesn't matter, but I, I just, you know, wanted to point that out. Oh, but for my final thoughts, I, I was really happy with this. I, from some of the things you were saying, we mentioned it earlier, I or mentioned it previously on our other podcasts. I got the impression that this was going to be just kind of like a kind of like an Earth 2. Like, it's kind of mediocre, but it's got a good core concept to it. Well, maybe Earth 2 doesn't necessarily have that, but... <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I thought this had some great art, some really cool character stuff, especially with Batman. I mean, the whole book, he's just such a little bastard. And yes. he knows he knows he fucked up like right from the start. Oh, he's yeah. He's just scared that he's going to get caught. <laughs> he Yeah, he's just like, oh, crap. That's, that's not good. Yeah, and I love testing the group and how they all kind of react to it. I think all that stuff plays super well. Yeah, what do you think of some concept. of the... Uh... Oh, sorry, go ahead. And just the Tower of Babel concept is a great threat too. Really works. Yeah. Do you think that? Uh, do you think the um, the issue of them having their weaknesses exposed and um, threats to have to deal with is overtakes the Tower of Babel, or do you think they both uh, are about the same amount of uh, um, screen, not screen time, but I, I guess uh, uh, visual time, if that makes any sense. Um. Yeah, I think the balance is, is pretty good. Thank you, the balance. That's right. Yeah, I, I think I think they serve each other well. Yes, that makes sense. And the escalating threat of the, you know, attack on the world, I think parallels well with the escalating kind of tensions within the group itself. Agreed. This this story certainly makes me believe that you can write a story with these characters in it that has nothing to do with multiverse. <laughs> well yeah well obviously but... i know that sounds very stupid of me but it's just like <laughs> hey they actually did an earth-based threat 
And it was it was it, it may have seemed like a you know standard supervillain plot, but somehow it there the, the drama itself was was good enough. Like it, it would have just been like a standard had it not been for um, the discourse involved that Batman had these plans uh, against all these guys. Yeah, and it was a great threat to make it that Ra's al Ghul was basically just in a way thinking like Batman for this attack. Yes. And I like that he wasn't like just a maniacal like villain. Like I get his 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 ideology behind his his threat here. Yep. Maybe his tactics are terrible, but I get the <laughs> uh, <laughs> I get the feeling. But but yeah, that's I think that's the I think we did a good job covering this one. I think I don't know if I have much more to say, and I I kind of got to get running here. So yeah, that's true. But other than that, and that we both are feeling it. And we are looking forward to covering Justice League Doom, the adaptation, and the final film directed, but certainly written by Wayne McDuffie. Mm, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that. But yeah, absolutely looking forward to That'll it. That'll be for another time. Another time, yeah. Good chatting with you, man. Absolutely good talking with you as well. We will return to comic books at some other point. Do not worry. But thank you all for listening in and hopefully reading alongside us. Always keep reading comic books, please. Absolutely. Um, I don't know if I... I'm not team ish single issues, personally. I'm more team graphic novel. Yeah, I, I I used to collect issues, but yeah, I just I can't stomach it anymore. Issues, it, it's such... It's too hard to do. <laughs> Let's put it this way. Would you want like all of Harry Potter or Game of Thrones split into like single chapters? And you have to buy all of that or just buy the book itself. Hey, that's what they did with the Green Mile, Stephen King no- novel. He released them in tiny little chapter books. But <laughs> I mean, that's I don't know if that's different or not, but I, I guess that's the same thing. Yeah, I think he put them out every month for like 13 months, I think. Oh, OK. Oh, but yeah, I, I really got to get going here. So, yeah. All right. Well, till next time, everybody. Thank you. And um, peace. Peace.